podcast. Hi, Suze. Hello. Hello, Hi. everyone. How you doing? Really good. Really it's good? It's a great day. It is. You only have a few more days left of being a parent of a non-elementary schooler. I know. She looks so sad right now, people. I'm she so, might cry. so sad. Oh, my God. I'm like, <laughs> I have thought for more than one moment, like, maybe... <sighs> Kindergarten isn't necessary. <laughs> Maybe I should just do that that homeschool thing. Like I thought, you know, it's not mandatory until they're like eight, like the law. Are you serious? Uh huh. And so I was like, um, because here's why. By the way, this is episode what one forty nine. Um, feeling fine. Feeling fine. Because it's already in. I'm already mad at like the principal. The <laughs> receptionist. I'm. I am evidently one of those parents who's like causing. A ruckus. Why? Oh, why? Just so, first of all, he was supposed to be in morning, and they put him in afternoon. Remember when I asked him, it late hour alert, early, early bird, and he, he, what did he get moved to? It To the afternoon. Which is what, 12? It's basically 12 to 3. <laughs> Who wants that? It's the worst. The worst. I found out that on March 1st, there were 50 loser parents parked outside waiting in line to get that friggin spot oh, how were you even supposed to know about that i i have, would have never known about it never that's the only thing that makes me feel better yeah. is there was no way for me to no, know that that's like a thing that's like one of those all those annoying like la leche um, moms sit around talking about leche moms it's, it's called it's called the la leche league it's the breastfeeder uh group oh which i love breastfeeding but the women that are in la leche league in my mind represent like a very keen mom who's like super involved and like very aware and i am not i i have other things i'm right. going on so i'm already mad mm-hmm. and then he's going to kindergarten and they give you a supply list okay <laughs> let me tell you don't th- just throw it out there it's all dumb that i that nothing makes me more upset well there are a lot of things that make me upset which we will get to later in this in this right. episode because right. don't you worry yeah but one are those MFing school lists. Why do they? Why do they make you mad? Because they make you know how much that costs if you buy everything on that list. Right, I sure. That's do. like a four hundred dollar list. Nobody needs thirty two felt tip markers when they're in GD kindergarten. Guess what? You're getting the ninety nine cent store eight pack because you're not going to put the caps on anyway, and they're all going to go dry in the first week. Mark my words. Marker my words. Marker my words. <laughs> it's like a uh, box of Kleenexes. Every student. No. And I'm just like, where do you draw the line? Why do you guys supply the toilet paper, but you won't supply the Kleenex? No, this and is I, dumb. And people are, <gasps> teachers are going to be mad at me. No, because the teachers are the ones who have... You know what? I don't think the teachers should buy they them. They shouldn't have to pay. The school should pay for it. Hello? I'm banging on the table. Adam's going to be mad. I'm already ragey. I just... People are going to write to me and say, here's why. Oh but... They won't be able to explain to me why toilet paper is included in the taxes that I pay, but Kleenexes are not. And, like, you know, it's just like six glue sticks. And <laughs> Did you hear there was a uh, an article I just read about a teacher who um, just put up a sign and went on the side of the road and yeah. started yeah. asking for money. And yeah. thank God, got a bunch of notes. And whoa, she would have got, I would have given my money to and that's like, well, yeah. She's teachers like, I have can't afford to give my students the supplies that they need to like effectively run my classroom, and so this is what I have to do. Right. But some of the families can't either, and so that's why it's not right. fair. Right. Fa- of course they can't. But like, my sister Gretchen was she, she was like, well, it's only going to get worse because pretty soon they're going to send out the thing saying they need twenty five volunteers for the Christmas thing, and mm-hmm. they want thirteen bottles of red sprinkles, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I can't mm-hmm. with it all. Mm-hmm. So I, my hat is off to all teachers. They have to deal with both the crappy kids, the crappy parents like me, the (sighs) fact that they have no resources. None. I feel for them. It's the most important job. Yeah. They get screwed. Yeah. But any hoodles, I'm sad that he's all grown up and I got to have a baby or something to fill this hole in my heart. Got to. (laughs) I love that. You're like willing to go through those first few years again just to. Yeah, I need something. Yeah. I don't do it for you, Sue. <laughs> you you are doesn't not... feel like a full-time job. It doesn't feel like taking care of an 18-month-old when you're around me. Sometimes a little. There are some similarities. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah, focus. 
Come on. Okay, focus. Um, can I tell you a story? Please do. <clears throat> well, okay. Remember on a recent episode when I was complaining about a picture I posted on Instagram about my boobs? Yes. And how people kept commenting on my boobs. I didn't like it. And then the episode came out. And then a woman went to that picture and posted like... I can't remember the exact comment because I've now deleted the whole picture. Uh. But it was like, how could I not look at them or something? And then something about the background. But it was was a little bit nuanced. Mm -hmm. But to me, it sounded like... This person is adding to this pylon about my boobs, Which, and I was so yeah. mad. And so I blocked her, and I then, you know how I get. Oh, I yeah. st- I found her Etsy store. <laughs> I went on Twitter, and I found her. I went everywhere, and I found her. I found a, her LinkedIn, and I was like, I am going to drag her. And so I sent her. She follows us on Twitter, and yeah. so I sent her a private message, and I'm like, hey, dude. Like yeah. that comment yeah. that you wrote was yeah. not cool. I don't appreciate you piling on me like that. And she was like, oh my God, I was totally joking about the tiles on the wall behind you. And it's like a joke, like to seem like I was talking about your boob, but really I was talking about the tiles. And she's like being clever. Yeah. And like, which we would usually love. Yeah. And like, but she caught you in a hot moment. Totally. Just like, Yeah. I mean... We've all been there. And it didn't add up. Like, a lot of the pictures I was seeing were her with, like, dogs and, like, she volunteers. And it was... I thought, why would this girl (laughs) choose to pick on me? And, I mean, I was ready to bulldoze, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. So, I think her name's Courtney. Courtney, I'm so sorry. We made up real fast and we laughed about it. Well, that's good. As long as you can become friends over your early disagreements. Oh, my God. But I just, I just deleted it. I couldn't take the picture yeah. anymore. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Anyway, you have a story for me? <sighs> well, I mean... What's new? It's kind of like in the line of troll stuff. What? I got just like... There's just been something that's weighing heavy on me. What? I am dying. So I went on a boat trip, oh, like a yeah. vacation mm-hmm. sort of thing with some friends. And we all went to this beach party. Yeah. We saw. We all saw on your Insta. Yeah, it was super fun. It was great. (laughs) Yeah. That part was really fun. Yeah. Well, at this beach party, one of the individuals that was a, not a friend of mine, I did not know this person, Mm -hmm. was a friend of the family whose birthday it was, or whose, you know, stuff was, the hosts, had a tattoo across his back. Right. That said... White pride. Oh, white pride? Yeah. Not white power? White pride. White pride. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Was it, like, all black? That would yeah. be ironic. Yeah. No. It was. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. So, I can't even... And now... I can't believe I that. live in a place where, you know, I've already... I've always positioned myself in a community or a neighborhood or an area that is diverse, and I live, you know, lived in Long Beach in San Francisco, you know, and... Yeah, very tolerant. And tolerant, and, like, yeah. a whole bunch of different people. And I had never seen anything, really seen that, especially within the, like... like In uh, your uh, in your friend group. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, two moves away, you, you know, right. or whatever... You want to, what do you, two degrees of separation is what uh-huh. the word I'm looking for. Uh-huh. And, or even one, I don't know how that works. Uh, and it felt like watching my significant other, like, cheat on me. Yeah. It felt like getting cheated, like, I was like, oh, how do I ever go back from this? And I was filled with so much rage 
and I couldn't even hang out in the tent. And also, let me just say, I know that this is all coming, like, it's always, there was that great Saturday Night Live skit after the election where, um, like, all the white people are freaking out, and I think it was, like, Dave Chappelle who was in it, and they, it was, like, everybody who was black was, like, uh, yeah, this is how it always goes. Like, uh, we always get screwed. Uh, welcome to the party. <laughs> right. And, you know, and we're like all shocked and like, so, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. And I totally understand that that is exactly what this was. It was like the first, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And now that I. Like you couldn't live I, in denial anymore. No, I absolutely could not. And I. It was everything I could do to not punch this person in the face. Yeah. And, oh, God, this is the worst part of it, that I know that this is an individual who works around children. Right. Yes, you mentioned that. Right. He's teaching the youth of America. So, like, I have to report this. Yeah, you do. Have to. Yeah, you do. That that violates, uh, uh, you know, non-discrimination rules that i'm sure every sports team has uh, people often mistake freedom of speech which this guy has and he's free to make any tattoo he wants on his own body with um like freedom from consequences and those are two different things totally so if you let them know they have every right to terminate him if they choose based on his decision to get that tattoo yeah and i hope they do i hope so too but imagine if you were a child that is it's disgusting it really is sarah disgusting i i I was like i'm still don't even know i had to go to my therapist and like spent the whole time with my therapist talking about this yeah well it's really good that you saw it though because i think a lot of white people go around thinking like i'm not a racist and i don't know anybody who's a racist Mm -hmm. because nobody says the Mm n-word in front of them yeah there are a lot of other ways to be subtly Right, and mm-hmm. so you can like kind of think, well, that's not anyone I know. Right. Well, when they get a tattoo, then you see there are a lot of people that just don't get the tattoo, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great reminder that. And then with all the stuff that's going on with the rallies, right. well, and that's the, the thing. And then I said, well, what, now do you I'm... think it was a fresh tat or like no, it was an oldie? It's, an, it's it's been there for a while. I could tell that, but I'm married to a a. a you know, half Jewish man. And we, I couldn't, it just like, I couldn't even imagine. Like I did, there was, I just made my, my blood boil. Yeah. And now it, you know, forces me to have a whole new kind of conversation with my friend who is associated with this individual who now I'm like, we can't just not talk about this. And by the way, my favorite part now that I'm thinking about it of that aspect is that she told us that she can't listen to our podcast because we are too crude. Remember when she said that? Uh-huh. But uh, she's fine with a f- white white pride right. guy. Right. That's not crude. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I'm mad. Right. So that was really <laughs> ragey. Well, that's and terrible. And that kind of, yeah, sunk but my sh- may ship. It, or took the wind out of my sails, to use an no, ocean metaphor. No, no, no. May it... Fill your sails oh. with action. Well, that it did. Yeah. That's for sure. No, it's time. It's time. And like I, I said, I think I told you I had to defriend um, some people on Facebook because of things that they were saying. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But I can't be silent any longer. Right. I can't. And it's not like we're debating, you know, left or right of the political aisle or anything Heck like that. No. We're talking about... Hating people versus loving people. Yeah. So, I mean, to put it simply. Right. So, I mean, the thing about our show is I do like it to be an escape for people. Mm -hmm. You know, we just want to have fun and things like that. But every so often, stuff happens and you're like, well... Oh, and it was the same day as the eclipse, so I was already having, like, a weird... Don't you feel like that day there were, like, weird shadows? And, like, the it just felt kind of eerie yeah. during that day. And I was like, is it eerie already because I have all these weird feelings inside, these icky yeah. feelings? Or is this paired up with, like, the... Everything was just creeping I me out that day. I bet you were day. super into the eclipse. Super into it. Really? I, like, knew what time it was happening. But then I realized how much I didn't know about eclipses and how much eclipses what's the yeah that's what it. if it was like eclipse eye right right <laughs> that's what 
I was thinking. I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, but I was surprised, you know, because I really thought I knew a lot about that and a lot about, you know, oh, this is going to be, you know, the the last time in my lifetime I'm going to be able to see it. Well, yeah, not true. Only if you're in the United States. I didn't know that. I Then I really thought about it, about what an eclipse was. So I really think that we should take this opportunity when these kind of uh, celestial phenomenons happen to learn a little bit more about why this happens and i watched you know a bill nye video or two did you yeah yeah i did not i was not into it and adam was like kind of upset that i didn't care right because you're like sciencey i was just sitting here at my desk nothing changed it no we're not but in like the goddamn it, path it of totality really cool. i mean actually it looks like mary you what know I what? Saw though, with the glasses. Adam's in Chattanooga, and he was in the path of totality. Okay, so and it's he sent different. me a video. It was wild, and it gets all dark. He went to a cemetery. Shut up! Yeah, and it was like dark as night. Shut up! And it was cool. If I were there, I'd care. What did your mom say? She was into it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know how she is. Well, my mom had her uh, Mount Shasta. Uh, like psychic retreat that weekend, and I just—I'm just gonna read. I love your mom. The me too. I'm just gonna read That's what so her post was afterwards. On what? Um, Facebook? On Instagram. Okay. Um, she wrote, saw so many UFOs and a supernatural light show revealing the cosmic sacred geometry grid that surrounds Gaia's atmosphere. All this in Mount Shasta under starlight, starlit night, followed by the eclipse. Blah, 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 blah. That sounds eventful. Yeah. I mean, UFOs, man. Truth is out there. Speaking of, I tried to show Lincoln E.T. He's not ready yet. Nobody's ready for that. That movie is terrifying. <laughs> he wasn't terrified. He was bored. Oh, it's... F- he doesn't get it, you know? I was... The, I still... Oh, my God. I still have... I had reoccurring nightmares for so long about that tunnel... That scene where they're all covered in plastic and everything's... And the military's there yeah. and they're... And it's so scary. Yeah, you're right. He's not ready for that. I'm, I, I remember being around his age and just being traumatized we by did, that. We got like 20 minutes in. It was fine. Oh, I thought you mean we have 20 minutes left of this podcast. I'm like, we haven't even gotten <laughs> anything I want to talk about. <laughs> We're just getting started, baby. Okay, good. Um, you want to do some shout outs? Oh my god! This will lighten the mood. Wait till you see what Sarah has on oh my board god. for this. Okay. Whoever's I'm getting... ready. I got some music. What do you think if I did it to some music today? Yeah, I think I it's got like this. Important I wonder, that can you, you hear do. It? Here we, we go. Press play. Let's do this. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. Shout out time. Who we got, Susie? Oh, <laughs> I'm so into the music. I didn't even think about it. Okay. Uh-uh. Becca. Oh, Becca, Becca, you're super cool. You donate money so Susie's kid can go to school. It's Becca. <laughs> so, the next one is we Jennifer. Just, I just keep it rolling with yeah. the same beat. Ready? Jennifer. Mm. Jennifer, Jennifer, she's super cool. And while her kid is going to school, her name is Jennifer. And now Susie's kid is getting supplies because of Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer, he's getting supplies. All right, ready for the next one? Yeah. Mandy. Oh. <laughs> Mandy, Mandy, that girl is sweet like candy. She's Mandy, Mandy. So fine like candy, take a bite, Mandy, Mandy, <laughs> sweet like candy, uh-uh, who else we got, Susie? Rebecca. Uh-uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, she's my gal, <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca, I bet she be a real good pal, Rebecca. <laughs> that was so Oh my good. God, it's so much more fun with music. Woo! Okay. Woo! Thank you, GarageBand, and that's what you get when you update your iPhone. Oh, yeah. See what I did there, Suze? Wow. What what app is that? That's just GarageBand. I was just kicking it with the drum, oh drum mix. Oh, my God. The, the, the after hours percussion mix. <laughs> after hours. Oh, let's see. We got a whole bunch. Atmosphere? What does that do? Let's see what that sounds like. Oh, jeez. Ooh. Oh, oh. You want to oh, do one oh, more? Oh, 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 bring candy. In the house. Oh, oh, oh. Nope. Got to save it. Oh, okay. Can't give them it. all just like <clears throat> what they want all the time. Got to like leave them wanting more. I would like to say shout out to Donna. Oh, <laughs> hey Don, Donna. 
What Dog Cage is one of my favorite characters from Parks and Recreation. Oh, I thought you were going to say 90210. Was gonna be, Me too. Oh, no. <laughs> Parks and Rec. And what were you going to say? What if we occasionally just did that? Just did that. I was like, shout out to Donna. Susie and then just going to do spoken word poetry for Donna. <laughs> Traditional, I prefer the term. Just traditional shout-outs. <laughs> yeah, it's just like regs. Uh, okay, now, want to talk about That's It Fruit? Oh, yeah. O-M-G. Oh, my gosh, my husband is... Holy smokes. He loves it. I don't know which flavor I love the best. Did I send you that video of me when I threw it at him when he was no. leaving? Oh, I should have. I don't think I saved it. He was getting, I was dropping off at the airport yesterday, and I happened to have a box of the That's It mango and apple in yeah. the car, and that's his favorite kind, and he was leaving, and I was like, you need something healthy, and then I, I had, like, <laughs> no time, and he was already running away, so I rolled out the window, and I ripped the box open, and I just threw it at him, and he was like, I gotta go, and so I just, I and he's like, oh, that. I do love these. It's like vigilante, healthy, yeah, healthy. healthy on the go. <laughs> Um, on the go, the food's on the go. What's great about That's It is if you ever looked at the ingredients in your packaged food, it's, you know, kind of scary sometimes. But That's It is just, like, the fruit. And, and that's, that's it. it. <laughs> and they're perfect for school lunches, obviously. Mm-hmm. Lincoln's going to be chowing down on those mm-hmm. in his afternoon freaking kindergarten that I'm mad about. Mm. Uh, there's no added sugars, zero fat. All that stuff, and it's yummy, so that's fun. And That's It is offering our listeners an amazing deal. Go to that'sitfruit.com, enter our code BRAINCANDY at checkout, and save 10% off your order, and do what we did and try these bars. You'll love them. And go to that'sitfruit.com and enter our code BRAINCANDY at checkout to save 10% off your order. Your taste buds and your body will thank you. And we're going to be doing a giveaway, too. Oh, yeah. Which is fun. So... You guys can check that out on our social. We're going to be giving out some uh, brain candy swag and some That's It uh, bars. Yummy, yummy. Cool. Okay. Um, we haven't even really started our show. I know. If we're honest. What, are you, what exciting things do you have to talk uh, about today? Okay. Let me see what I had on the list. Um, I read a really fun, kind of funny fact recently. What? Uh, so do you remember the show Hannah Montana? Yeah. Uh, with Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. So originally Disney was kind of searching around for other options for names that they want to use, wanted to use. Hannah Montana was like their second or third pick. Their first choice was going to be Alexis Texas. But do you want to know why they couldn't use that name? Uh, I know already. It's <laughs> got to be a porn name. It is. Yeah. She's one of the most popular porn stars. And so Disney did a quick search of Alexis Texas. And we're really worried that uh, kids everywhere might get a little confused if they type that one into their search bar. Oh, my God. And, you know, so. Hannah Montana. Which name do you like better, Hannah Montana or Alexis Texas? Alexis Texas. I do, too. Yeah. Oh, well, they, I mean, well, got to do what they got to do. Got to do what you got to so do. So does Alexis. She has to do what she has to do. Amen. You know what I mean? What would your porn star name be? Gosh. Have you ever done those porn star generators? No. What's the formula? Good, because I happen to have one right here. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. I don't know if this one has an actual formula. Oh. Um, I love how it says autofill contact. It just, on my phone, like, oh, would you like to autofill my regular name? Let's do Susie Meister first. I mean, that sounds like a porn name. Yeah. M-E-I-S-T-E-R. Okay, female. Generate. Let's see what you got. Oh! What? Nikki Hardcore. Hey, baby. Ooh. I would never do what Hardcore. What if I did Susie Butler? <laughs> that also sounds like a porn name. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Good Exotica Lord. Stroker. Ooh, you'd think I like your that. first name wouldn't change. Yeah. Um, Sarah Rice is. That sounds like Asian porn. What? One of my least favorite things. Oh, no. Lana Jeez. Cream. <laughs> It's a close relative, too. <laughs> what if I put really Sarah good. Patterson? Okay. This is my new favorite thing to do. This Jenna is... Pickle! Oh. Now there's an appropriate porn name, name for me. That's Because then I can go cartoony with it. Not like you would want to do that, but... I'm going to put that porn name generator in the newsletter. If you Why sign not? Up for that. Somebody's good. Like, that's a real good way to waste some, some time. And it's a crowd pleaser. Like, if you're with your friends, yeah. you're drinking wine. Yeah. Like, what's your porn name? That's hilarious. I, uh... What's it supposed to be? It's supposed to be your middle name and then the street oh, you grew up on? Oh, yes. That's how it's supposed to be. This was just like so a random So what's yours one. in that case? Uh, oh, Whitney. It, 
Uh, it, oh my God. It does sound like Whitney Frontier. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, the one that I was born on was Whitney Welby Way, but that's not good. <laughs> Whitney Welby just doesn't sound No, good. Whitney Frontier. Whitney Frontier would be excellent. Yeah. Or where I uh, where I was when I was in high school, Whitney Ravenswood. Definitely. That's like Tuesday Sacrifice. Forget it. <laughs> What's yours? Marie Sprucewood. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Leaves, leaves something to be desired, I, I'd say. <laughs> Marie does. Marie Sprucewood. Uh, I read... Oh, my God. I read so many good things. What do you do? You want to talk about the sheet caking thing? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. This is funny. Okay. I mean, it was it also sad. I'm sure most of you guys saw Tina Fey's bit on SNL where she did the sheet caking. Yeah. Uh, and it is so funny, but so some good. people were mad about it. So I want to know what you think. Why were they mad? Because uh, so if you didn't see it, it's uh, Tina Fey at the Weekend Update uh, desk. And she's saying instead of going to these rallies and protesting the lunatic clans people and white supremacists, get a sheet cake from a minority-owned bakery and eat your brains out and scream into the cake. Mm-hmm. And um, people felt like that's white privilege in action where you you don't have to go out and protest because you're not going to lose any rights. You're a, a rich white person and that... You know, encouraging people not to be active is something that denotes privilege. I think it's one of those things that by saying, well, okay, just eat a sheet cake, it almost encourages action. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't just go home and eat a sheet cake. That's obviously a ridiculous idea that's only funny because it's a comedy act. Yeah. So I have to do real things. And to me, it almost is a yeah. message to do the opposite. Right. So people came out and were angry, and then there were think pieces uh, saying, it's satire. Yeah. It's pointing out the lunacy of it all. Right. Um, I wasn't worked up either way, but I thought it was real some funny. people felt like it was sort of a slap in the face. Well, and I think a lot of people have making been making the joke about drinking more. For yes. that, Everybody's made that joke. Every single comedian has said... Oh, I'm drinking twice as much. Oh, well, you know, the uh, booze rate or, oh, you know, alcohol industry is blah, blah, blah. Those jokes have been made. Yeah. And I think that maybe people wouldn't be as upset if it were like, I don't know. Seems like that. Am I wrong, maybe? I don't know. I mean. They're like, why can't we make, if we make the joke about booze, why can't we make a joke about she cake? Yeah. And Tina Fey's. A real, I, I don't know if she wrote the bit, but I thought it was w- really well written, really well performed. But and and oh, God, it's like Tina Fey is not the problem right now. Yeah, for there's sort of like sakes. no good answer here. Oh, I know who I want to talk about. What? This is all going to be news related stuff. I know, we're so downer today. I want to talk about the biatch getting off her plane in her white ass outfit. Uh, la, la, la. Is it Lipman? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to fuck her name up, Susie. That's like one of my things. That's like my bit. <laughs> I think that's her name. She's married to uh, Munchen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I don't even know if I'm saying his. And I've only got, ever seen it in print. So. And she got off the plane and she said, well. And she here, tagged her Hermes Here scarf. are the facts. Here are the facts. <laughs> yeah. They were on a trip up to D.C. to do on a. Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. You know, on but on a. Uh, government Government plane. plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, she steps off the plane, you know, looking like a bougie bitch, which is fine. Go ahead. Rock that look. Good thing on you. But she tagged every single designer, every single label. And, uh, it wasn't like when you guys were like, Hey Sarah, where's that cute suit from? And I'm like, Tarjay, uh, you know, the stars, they're just like us. It's more like, Hermes and Tom Ford glasses and blah, 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 blah. And her whole outfit was like more than some people's freaking salaries in yeah. a couple months. Maybe right. even, you know, forget sure. it. And then she went, somebody, you know, made some comment about like, uh, oh, you know, looks like these are our tax dollars at work or something like nice for you to take a luxury trip on our money or whatever. And then she snapped back with this really snarky, like Marie Antoinette-esque, let them eat cake. Like, oh, well, we're paying uh, my, more of my tax dollars are going to the economy. And like, what have you ever done? And also, oh my God, your, your life is so cute. Uh, your kids are so cute. Uh, aren't you just precious? And like, oh, I know that tone. What an effing 
B. And she's only been married two months to this dude. Yeah. She's a crummy actress. Crummy actress. Who was in, like, a movie. Yeah. Yeah, she's despicable. So I hate all that. Yeah, and uh, her, you know, response was so belittling of people without money. Yes. And that is the grossest thing I can think of. Grossest. Is if you are someone that is wealthy, for however it came to you, mm-hmm. and if you belittle folks with no money, how pathetic right. are you? Right. So Ugh. that was grody. Grody to the max, man. Yeah, that made me real cringe. It's like, oh, good, cringeworthy. I read this article in the New York Times that I thought was interesting, um, and it was about how the boomers are, the boomer generation, yeah. are aging mm-hmm. and eventually, of course, will die out. Mm-hmm. And they were a part of a generation that collected stuff, you know, like, the yes. the accumulation of things was a part of how they viewed their success and uh-huh. and um, identity in the world, and it's all like crap we don't want. Uh-huh. And so there's this whole generation of people that are dying, and none of their kids want their stuff. You know, you don't want to inherit it, right? And how like the donations are overflowing, and they don't know what to do with all this stuff that's coming in, like furniture, and it's all that ornate like 90s style yes. that nobody wants anymore because now our generation is into minimalism and clean lines Correct. and purging and tidying up. And it's not like a lot of the items that we're seeing, everything that they're collecting is often mass produced. So it's not like they're holding on to a beautiful mid-century modern you know, credenza that is very well made and will stand the test of time. Nobody wants your crummy Ikea furniture. Well, no. <laughs> they said that a lot of it, though, was like, let's say my folks, when they got married in the 60s, yeah. the stuff you got when you got married, it's still, they're using it still. Like their pots and pans were their wedding gifts, their dishes, you know, that generation stuff. Number one was early enough was really high quality. And so it's lasting. It's Mm -hmm. not the Ikea thing, good, but it's not stuff we want, you know? Uh And so a lot of people are having to break it to their parents. Like, I don't want your Lennox, uh, China set. Absolutely. Like, I don't even use my fancy dishes. My mom, I think, was rather offended when I had to have her come and pick up all the stuff that she had, like, left to me. Like, you're going to want this. You're going to... And I Like, what was it? um, A lot of, like, baby stuff that she had collected of mine and, you know, really nice things like... uh, christening gowns for babies Mm. that are beautiful and i absolutely will be taking baby pictures with my you know future children with those but um (laughs) there were a lot of like little knickknacks and decorations and things like that that i had to kind of tell her i had to say mom like what was when you got to pick this out wasn't it like a special moment when you got to pick out what went in your baby's room and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think every parent should be allowed the opportunity to do that with their own child. And, you know, you, these things are special to you because they're your memories and you kind of have to explain to a parent that th- their items are special because of their memories and their attachments to it, mm-hmm. not because of the value of the actual yeah. item or, you know. Yeah, and just there's two problems. So, like... We've embraced this idea of tidying up and getting rid of things and not trying to accumulate too much. But then there's also the issue of um, millennials don't have anywhere to put it. Like they're poorer than they're supposed to be because they were screwed and their houses aren't as big as their parents. So I thought that was such an interesting... Where's all of it going? Like uh, there's... Moving companies designed for seniors that, like, help you sell it on eBay Uh or, like, donate it or things like that. Or, like, Habitat for Humanity can repurpose some of it in the new homes they're building. Oh, hey, that's good. Yeah, if it's in good condition. Where should you take stuff? The article has a couple um, companies that can help people. Because I feel like sometimes it's not where you think you should take it. True. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just think that it, the idea of stuff mm-hmm. and how it can define us or not, you know, whether we have it or not, plays into how we see ourselves is such an interesting idea and how generations yeah. deal with that question differently. I'll notice when uh, my self-esteem is lower or my confidence is lower, I will put more of a value on items in my house and, like, how things look. And, mm. um, yeah. All right, but, okay, the that article is about people who have too much stuff, but there's some stuff that you definitely need, which is singleswag.com subscription. Well, because it's curated awesome stuff. Right, it's not garbage. Right. Like your parents are collecting with their little Hubble. Remember those Hubble collectors? You don't know those? No. You know Precious Moments? Oh, my gosh. But Hubble are way not cute. Oh, God. Are they like those ladies dancing? (laughs) Those ceramic dancing ladies? It almost looks like a Norman Rockwell style. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And you see them on like Antique Roadshow. Anyway, this is the opposite of that. Yeah. You're you're not getting those, so I hope you don't like that. If you're a single person... Or if you're not, I don't care. This box is filled with full-size beauty items, books, accessories, sweet treats. They, in my last box, had these cookies that I, and I don't even have a sweet tooth. I had to then, I ordered them in bulk on Amazon, swear to God. And Lincoln and I keep them them. in the nightstand next to my bed. And whenever I wake up in the night and I'm kind of hungry, I go, hey, Link, you want a cookie? (laughs) Like if he's in our bed and he will enjoy it. We call it a midnight snack. That's so cute. But singleswag.com is offering our listeners the best discount that they offer anyone, which is 20% off your order with code BRAINCANDY. So go to singleswag.com. Really cool, fun stuff. I look forward to getting it every month, and you will love it. Treat yourself. Okay, let's talk about that troll on Twitter yesterday, okay? Oh, okay, yeah. So there was this broad who was trolling Sarah, calling you whiny baby about the Johnny thing. Yeah. And it was a bizarre interaction from my point of view because she was like, she better be working because... She lost all that. She has no money. That's what she said, mm-hmm. which I think is a mm-hmm. weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like then, the only source of income I have is the challenge. Right. But then she was criticizing you by saying, oh, how do you have time to do the podcast when you're supposedly in school? Like, yeah, and she, she said, said that you I lied. lied about going to grad school. Yeah. <laughs> so Based on her research. Her Yeah, extensive. <laughs> and I just thought it was strange and i do feel like this about being a cast member mm-hmm. like you're almost like damned if you do damned if you don't mm-hmm. like if you have success that's unrelated to the show people are always questioning it mm-hmm. um people are constantly like trolls on twitter are constantly saying that our podcast is horrible or right. that we we don't have listeners which is untrue I mean, okay. we have hi guys hi guys <laughs> thanks for listening love you we have analytics we yeah. can literally see how many people listen yeah. and it but then like i don't know there's just this you can't win yeah. thing it's and she was trolls. just determined to hate you and then when i said no really sarah's one of the loveliest people you could ever meet that's when she blocked us because what are you going to say to that she could just not reply right that's true but, but it's, almost like a, it's almost like a, uh, you kind of double down when you know you're wrong. Right. I, I mean, I do that when I get in fights with my husband all the time. <laughs> I can picture it. Oh, yeah. Um, then I have to get extra mad. And then, you know, like, fine then. I'm leaving. Okay. Now, s- separate question or article. Yeah. My friend Eric Schwartzel, he's a fantastic writer for the wall street journal he is from pittsburgh and um i knew him when Mm. but now he wrote this cool article that i just thought would be fun to talk about it's about um popular uh, rock bands Mm -hmm. are now going to group therapy to avoid what happened to like fleetwood mac yes Oh, I love <laughs> everything about this. Right. So it, some of the fun things that, that, that 
stuck out in the article was she says she knows it's getting somewhere when the sunglasses come off. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> that's just hilarious. wait till they take their bandanas off. Then that's real breakthrough. <laughs> And I mean, it talks about how like the Beatles went to the Maharishi. Mm-hmm. Um, Same thing. But the, you know that this is a little more now. Therapy's more accepted. Yes. But then Gene Simmons is like feeling schmealings. That's mm. kid stuff. Guys don't talk like that. You hurt my feelings. Fuck that. It's called business. You're in a band. What do you think? I think Gene Simmons is wrong. Do you? Yeah, and I. You know, this is a different. Um, uh, Field, but I think the story still applies and the evidence is still there. So NPR did a piece, uh, I want to say about two years ago, um, on the on oil rigs. And the, oh yeah, yeah. So oil rigs that. are the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous workplaces, and the the deaths are gruesome. Yeah, and it takes people working really well together, and they're going through these traumatic events and. Often, um, they were noticing that the stress, job-related stress, was seriously affecting them, their relationship at home. And the more stressed out they were, the more accidents they had on the job. So this, I, I, I can't, I, I, I don't know what exactly her title is, but I think essentially she's like a psychiatrist or she's in the therapy field. But she's like this little tiny lady, and she came in and she was like, "I have the cure to how you are you." I think it was like, I don't know, BP or Shell or some, I think it was Shell, uh, who, how you guys can make, improve your, your safety, productivity, all this stuff, everything good. And she said, group therapy. All these guys have to do group therapy together. And at first they were so resistant and nobody wanted to do it. You were talking oil rig guys. These are the last guys, I mean, rock band Oil rig. I think, like, at least on, in the rock band, they're, like, okay with wearing eyeliner. You know, mm. these guys are like, no, that shit's gay. So these are the last <laughs> guys that are going to do the, this kind of stuff. And the effects weren't just... Uh, uh, it wasn't just successful. It was, uh, like, insane how positive the effects of this group therapy was on all of them in their personal relationships in their productivity in the amount of deaths and injuries that they had like dropped significantly and and then to listen to all these guys talk about how important it is to talk about your feelings and how working together better helped everything i can absolutely see how that could apply to a rock band especially when you're put in sometimes very high pressure like traumatic or 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 emotionally heightened situations yeah you know your body doesn't can't tell the adrenaline between being on a stage in front of two hundred thousand people or being on an oil rig and having to you know man this crazy thing that if you don't mess up it'll you know decapitate you it's funny you say that i I watched pete holmes uh hbo special Uh and it was freaking great but he mentions how um the the point you're making where a comedian in your lizard brain yes you think this is like a threat yes right all these people out there and that's why he crossed his arms and he said that's why you see a lot of comedians raise their shoulders and cross their arms over their chest when they're telling jokes it's like a your body's response mm-hmm. is to protect your neck Wow. Weirdly. Oh my god, that gives me chills yeah. just thinking about that. And your um and your innards yes. from you know, the threat that is not actually there, but in your brain, your lizard brain. People thinks, do the same thing before a job interview they get nervous about. Yeah. And your body physically m- puts a position in that protects it from like this physical threat that doesn't actually exist. Wow. But it's so wild. It is. But he made it funny. Of course, of course. <laughs> but I thought the point was so good too. Yeah. He, and if you can point out those those red flags, those like have an awareness of your own somatic symptoms, have an awareness of what your body does. Like I know when I'm in a moment where, like, uh, uh, you know, maybe I'm feeling 
something hits me emotionally, like I feel it in my throat and I go, okay, well, what is this? Why am I feeling so much tension in my throat right now? Yeah. Why, what is this like triggering some kind of thought inside me? Defensiveness. So if you know that you like cross your arms and you get like that, what can you do then to change your behavior or your feeling in the moment to kind of battle that? As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, this is getting way off topic, but you made me think of it, so it's your fault. Great. I love that. There was an intervention episode mm, where this girl... I think it ultimately would have would be classified as anorexic, yeah, because she would chew food but then spit it out yeah. and never actually swallow. Uh-huh. And it turned out that she had been sexually assaulted and oral orally. Oh my god! And so and she, she couldn't is, even she couldn't actually swallow. swallow. They would have to give her IVs of yeah. food just yeah. to feed her because she and even spit she wouldn't yeah. swallow it into her throat. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And but it's so, what you're talking yes, about. Yes, it is. Yeah. And it just, it it gets locked in as something, and sometimes we don't even know what it is. That... Yeah. Yes. In her case, it was obvious, yeah. but for a lot of our brains and bodies, yeah, we don't know what the heck's going you, you know, on. You never know. Right. Have you ever taken a polygraph? No, but I would love to. Yeah. We got to get somebody in here. Let's do it. I'd be scared. Oh, my God. I would say, is Sarah <laughs> Susie's best friend? <laughs> I wonder what would my brain would say. My brain would be like, yes, yes, ding, ding, yes. Well, you're going to say yes. Obviously. That's an interesting question because you know how you have uh, best friends at different times in yeah, your life? Yeah, yeah, So, like, I wonder what your brain right. believes. Yeah, because it's not what, sometimes it's not what you're... Anyway, we kind of got off topic there. Yeah. That's all right. That's But like... the article is great about the bands mm-hmm. and the therapy and... Um, and intervention is great. Always. It's about to start a new season. Can't wait. Uh, There's no don't shortage. Don't you think people get a little hip to the tricks? Did I tell you about how my friend submitted her friend for it? <gasps> no. Oh, my God. Sue's Let me tell me. you how they do it. Yes. Okay. So she submitted her friend, so she had to go with her, like, she went to her friend's house, just recorded stuff with her phone, mm-hmm. and then submitted it, and then they were like, we're interested. What was she addicted to? Oh, let me guess. Pain prescription, pain uh, opioids. I actually think it was uh, shoot it, heroin, whatever you shoot up. Well, yeah, because that's the next opioid, step, right? Yeah. Oh my god, <sighs> Sarah's so emotional. So anyway, they were interested so in in doing an episode about her. So what they did was they have a website that is pretend mm-hmm. about what their this pretend documentary that everyone thinks they're always doing. Yeah. And on the website it says we are we do not approve of these oh. ambush shows like intervention what? and all the those shows that blindside you. We're just about educating people. And so I could see how and it had a name which I won't say cuz like I don't want <laughs> right, people to know and go there and yeah. if they yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- it had a, a name that sounded like more uh low key, not mm-hmm. reality style. And um, they didn't end up using that person. But it, it it would be interesting for me to talk to like a casting person yeah. on that show to find out how they decide who to do. Well, what I what I like about that show, but I think what a lot of people who don't, there are like a million things I like. I remember what we were talking about. What? A polygraph. Oh, <gasps> right. Okay. That's okay. We'll just talk about it. That I really think. We of- had a, a situation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We were talking about polygraphs earlier. Let's talk about it right now and then okay. we'll finish about intervention. Oh, yeah. Well, we were saying that we definitely needed to get one. <laughs> I mean, You're like, there's nothing more to that's, say. That's it. No, but we were saying about how if they ask you, like, your best friend. Oh, right. If that's the thing that scares me about polygraphs is, like, you do not know uh-huh. what your actual brain. <gasps> oh, my God. There would be a lot of subjects I would not want you to ask me about. Exactly. Like, don't, don't, don't ask me about that. Everybody has a person that they own, like, a chapter of their book that yeah. they only read themselves. Ooh, absolutely. Some are thicker than others. <laughs> Sarah's got secrets. Uh, you know, anyway, just like things that you just like think in your mind, and you're like, yeah. you know, oh hell yeah. Okay, now finish. like if I were a oh. mother and I had 
multiple children. Yeah. Like, what if they were like, who is your, is this person your favorite child? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because you know they have a favorite. <laughs> so go ahead about intervention. Okay, about intervention. Why, one of the reasons I like them, but what I wish they would have, would explain a little more, but maybe, you know, it's like, a lot of this kind of details get lost because you don't really need it and it doesn't relate to the episode. But they should just do like a behind-the-scenes intervention or like a, a, you know, questions answered because they use a, a specific type of intervention model. So with any sort of therapeutic intervention, mm-hmm. um, and not intervention like the, they do intervention, intervention used as the term of like an something that a tool that you use to intervene with whatever this person's um i don't know mental whatever thing they want to change so there uh there are evidence-based there are different models that you can use with interventions so you can use um a model that really puts it into the um the patient's hands and like they have to make the decision you can follow more of a 12-step model but the one that they use is called the john i think it's called the johnson intervention johnson model intervention and it says that the addict must hit bottom before he or she can be encouraged to change and as long as the addict has a job a family home and friends the thinking goes that the addict can be convinced that the problem is manageable and not serious enough to merit a change. But when the benefits of a healthy life are stripped away, the addict is forced to face the addiction head on and make the needed adjustments. And um, so really it says you have to hit rock bottom. A lot of people think that you can intervene at different times, like before it gets worse or things like that. But following the Johnson method, so that being said... Anybody who they choose to, and also it has to be um, uh, like those confrontations that they don't know about. It has to be a, you know, ambush kind of situation. Exactly what their website is saying it's not, mm-hmm. um, which I'm fine with because you need a little bit of deception when you're working with, yeah, you know, a lot of individuals anyway. But uh, so, yeah, so I bet that this person uh, who your friend submitted meets the requirements of she's at what they would consider rock bottom, which the only really thing after that is like death or jail. Yeah. Death or jail. Right. And Ooh. Yeah, man. That makes me sad because I think about all of the people who probably have friends who submit their stories to intervention who are not severe enough. This is one of the most difficult populations to reach with any kind of therapy or any kind of treatment is the, bad but not bad enough mm-hmm. the middle mm-hmm. whether you have a child who's special needs and you know in a classroom isn't is like not bad enough to be put in one class a different learning environment but you know can't can't perform at the level with a regular student those people f- fall between the cracks mm-hmm. as do i can imagine a lot of people god that made this is, took a dark turn the whole episode is a dark turn. damn i'm but sorry right. people except for the shout outs which were the opposite of a dark turn okay that was the brightest light of my day good i'm glad uh all right people thank you so much i hope you subscribe and uh tell a friend about us and you know think about your porn name if you want a little oh my god sign up for the newsletter if you want to yeah laura cream just doesn't do it for me get all those links bye guys (laughs) 